Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission's a scumbag. Here it is, episode two of the SBFFL official podcast, Still Poorly Named the O Show. Uh, back-to-back episodes, we have guest and, and at this point, co-conspirator and uh, de facto host, Bob Flesta. How's it going, Mike? How are you doing today on the eve of fantasy football season? Uh, I'm in uh, I'm in good spirits. I can tell you I'm in good spirits. I've been looking at gambling lines. I've been looking at the waiver wire. I think uh, six or seven teams have already been in deep trade negotiations with me, um, which is very frustrating because – a lot of times I'll start them, get you all the way down to the edge, and then back out, which is what happened to Connor and Jake this week, which I'm not proud of, but it's just all part of my master plan. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at weather reports. I'm reading injury updates, practice reports every day. I mean, we'll get to this later, but me and Dave haven't even put one person in the starting lineup yet. We need to see what they're doing in practice and if they're if they are capable of making it cracking our starting lineup. So we'll get to that later. Okay. All right. So uh, what do you got to start us off today? So we see this article every year. It's fantasy is going to cost X amount of dollars to business during this year. I've seen from $7 billion to $16 billion. So I wanted to just give how are you contributing to that this week to the seven? We'll, we'll go the high end. We'll say $16 billion. How are you contributing to that productivity loss? Well, uh, depending on how you, you know, do your calculations, I'm not sure that I make enough money per hour to really make a huge dent. But personally, I feel like I'm probably pretty high up there. Um, I try to do my writings and my my fantasy stuff after hours. But, you know, sometimes you just get in that 10.30 to 11.45 rut where all I'm doing is texting Dello nonsense fantasy hypotheticals. Um, That and uh, pretty much the entire Adobe creative suite I use as a fantasy football tool. So I've got an After Effects license. I've got an uh, InDesign license, Photoshop, the uh, whatever the audio recording is I'm going to use to edit this afterwards. And all of that is purely fantasy-related, and that's got to cost a pretty penny. Yeah, I mean, that's it's so clutch to have the whole creative suite. I mean, we, me and I know Dave does as well. We go with – he goes with the Pixelmator – we try to find the free apps, but having the, the premium quality products definitely add. I mean, look at your GIF that you're coming out with. The head shrinks as it pulls back. Like, that's top quality GIF work that you have working. Yeah, I'm trying to get the teachers involved. I know Ryman and Henderson, like, teach almost that specific stuff in their classes, so I, I don't understand for the life of me how we're not getting high-quality output. And... Frankly, I mean, I know it's like not going to cost businesses fifteen mil bill with those guys, but it's got a whole student workforce. I mean, in my like that, by my calculations, we've got four to eight classrooms full of high school kids who could be pumping out quality content. Well, where is it? Yeah, and on my side of things, so on Fantasy Eve, it's also the eve of me starting a new job, going into a start with a new company, oh. and um. 
Yeah, so instead of reading the handbook, the benefit policy, doing research on the company, I'm having, you know what, do you remember last week when you said you had a fantasy boner you could see from space? Yes. Tonight I'm having a fantasy orgasm that is, can only be rivaled by Mount Vesuvius. I had a draft Ooh. at 7.30, draft at 7.30, finished that one already, killed it. Only a 12-teamer. The 16-teamer really makes things easy going to these lower, lower team total leagues. I'm consulting on a draft in about T-minus 20 minutes from now with a uh, lovely lady that lives in San Francisco who needs some help dominating her coworkers and her uh, couple friends out there. And now I'm doing the podcast. I mean, for all I know, I could be going in tomorrow and my health benefits are a voodoo doctor and an Eastern healer. The 401k is negative matching. They take money out and they request my firstborn and I would have no idea. I'm learning all that stuff on company time, not when I need to be focusing on fantasy. And, and that's a good use of your time because, uh, you know, when you think about it, if you make a salary, the company's already paying for your poop. They're paying for your lunch breaks. They're paying for calling your mom calling you at 4 p.m. I mean, why not lump in fantasy football? I think it's only right the company should pay for it. Exactly. I'm not going to be reading through contracts and all these benefit programs on my time. Plus, I mean, I will still set, I will still probably set my lineup on company time as well, but, you know, that's just how it goes. You gotta have your priorities in order. Yeah, well, you know, at my company, they don't match the 401k. And I think it's only fair that, uh, they match my fantasy time dollar for dollar. So, um, what else we got? So, we got a league full of guys wasting their company's money left and right. What else we got in terms of league happenings to discuss right now? So, yeah, we got a few things. I think first and foremost, we'll start off with, um, so Kyle Brees, you uh, put up a league manager's poll of him. So he had his side of the story that he conveyed to us. We obviously gave our third thoughts on last podcast. You put up a poll, and it looks like overwhelmingly we were correct. We got a 17-2. to two. Chromie finally had space to work without him. Yeah, he's got a 10% approval rating right now, which – is is that less than Trump? It's, I mean, not with the black vote, but overall, yes. So, you, I want so to know... Saying, you're telling me that black people feel the same way about Kyle Brees as they do about Donald Trump? Well, I mean, Trump's at 0% with, with black people. So, I mean, at least he gave himself one vote here. So, he gave himself, so I guess he's like the Omarosa. But I don't, I want to know who that second vote for Brees was. Who was that? You know... It used to be a case where you could vote from the website and the app. So I would say that I thought it was Kyle twice, but you can't do that anymore. So do you think Tyler threw his buddy a bone and his partner, or do you think Kyle strong-armed him into it, like he went on and, and kind of like forced them, or do you think there's a Kyle Brees apologist out there? I think there's an apologist out there, and I think we need to smoke him out eventually. I, I don't know how we're going to do it, maybe with some other polls or maybe a catfish situation, but I, I don't think it was Tyler, and I, I want to know who it was. Yeah, we're, you know what? Whoever it is, if you're listening, uh, come forward. You know, we'd like to hear your opinion. We'd like to get you on the podcast and hear an earnest defense of Kyle Brees because while he said he's got a lot to say on the matter – I don't know if he's waiting for us to call him and just surprise him as a guest on the podcast or 
or or if he's planning on sending me an email with some notes for the commissioner's note, but haven't heard from the guy yet. All I've heard is that, you know, he's he's uh he's getting slandered, he's getting smeared, and uh and on the Trump narrative, I think he may have just blocked us from his uh from the organization. He just may have banned us from following his campaign this year. I mean, I thought we were very fair, and that's uh, all I have to say until he wants to come on and, and defend himself in person. So outside of that, we had your first um, – well, you had the pre-draft grades or the post-draft grades. Then you went on to the, uh, to the old logo rankings here. So I developed a little bit of a, uh, a ranking system for each decision or post you do. And since mm-hmm. we're right after the Olympics, I'll just kind of break it down. It's uh, not confusing at all. It's a gold medal bronze. You just got to think of it this way. The gold is the Roger Goldell medal. So obviously he's the worst. You don't want gold L medals. You don't want them. Okay, I can follow that. Exactly. Coming in second, Adam Silver medal. Adam Silver has come into the NBA, cleaned up all the shenanigans of David Stern, done a solid job, but he's got a ways to go before he goes into that legendary tier of commissioners. Finally, you got the bronze statue. The bronze statue medal is basically you put out a post that was so fire made a fine that was so worthy that you might as well start sculpting the statue and put you into the Fantasy Commissioner Hall of Fame. So that's what we're working with here. The Goldell. And I got something, I got something to strive for. Exactly. So you got the Goldell, the Adam Silver, and then the bronze statue. So your logo ranking post, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. But it only got to the Adam Silver level. And, and do you know why? I think you might know why. Why? Well, I mean, just look who you have as number one. Uh, I've gotten a lot of flack for this, and I, I understand that Bilal Powell is not on the team anymore. So technically, this is an illegal logo. Technically, this logo is in violation and is, uh, you know, probably going to result in a fine because apparently Powers is, you know, uh, in Italy eating his body weight in uh, potato gnocchi. But it's so good. I, I stared at these logos and the rankings and the names and – Everything about it is so nice that it just it came out on top. It's an objective system. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I agreed with your point, though, that if you're going to go with the Powell Wright and the Kisser, Jackie Gleason, maybe put a, just a moon in the background, just any reference back to, to the Honeymooners is kind of a, it's a no-brainer. What I imagine happened here is that Chief Logo uh, Officer Dave Mariano did not know the reference. And so he just opted for the boxer instead of uh, everybody's favorite fat 50s actor, Jackie Gleason. But I, it also was a, was a family guy joke at one point, so you would think he would have made that connection, but I don't think that happened. Yeah, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on any uh, logos that stood out or that were objectively terrible? I think there was at least one that was supposed to be a gift but just didn't work. I think that was the uh, not to go back to – not to go back to Brees again, but – Notice how far the team was coming out of the draft. Now their first decision post-draft of logo, and it's it's a gift that's not working. I mean, the, the signs are there. Yeah, there's a lot of that franchise is done. It's got every two steps forward, two steps back. You know, Tyler takes them to a new level. Kyle brings them back again. Not sure if they're ever going to get out of their own way enough to actually earn a dollar in this league as adults. I know they took home a lot of fake money as children back when I was just stealing it all. But now that, you know, things are actually accounted for and we've got accountants and things like that working around the clock, I'd like to see them actually win. Um, but some logo notes here, 
the, there has been an update. So if you read it early in the morning, East Coast time, um, Kevin and Kevin updated their team name. They're no longer that uh, B-O-T-Y, oh my. Now they're uh, Team Carter or Carta or Carta, whatever, <laughs> uh, however you want to read it to yourself uh, silently. And the logo is fucking unbelievable. It's some of Dave Mariano's best work. If you haven't seen that yet, you got to check it out. They vaulted at number two in the rankings. It's tied with my own uh, team name and ranking, which is in no way biased or subjective. Um, and then the yeah, other thing so, you got to keep up with. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Before I get to the next one. No, just so, uh, with Carter. So I saw you had put the, their B double O, the, the booty one. And uh, so Dave gives me a little inside info when he makes these. So I actually knew this one was coming. And I was uh, I was just waiting to see where you vaulted it up to, and I think that's a I think it's a real fair ranking. I mean, they might do the little flip in, flip out kind of thing, um, maybe go to a GIF. But as far as the um, the actual logo is concerned, from Dave's point of view, just just the fire one all around. It's so good. The the, the mini fro on David Carr and the the smiling face. It's you know he kind of looks like Jared Kling actually. Now that I look at him, David Carr's got a little Jared Kling in the face. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'll leave that up to you, the viewer or the listener at home, to decide. Um, but on the subject, um, fantastic team name out of Danny and, and Jared. I don't know if the amusement park is like a joke that people know of or have heard before, but I had never heard that pun before, and it's hysterical. Um, and it was a great segue into the fact that. These guys drafted the only active domestic abuser in the league, and, uh, and you know, there's a there's a fine for that. We've got a system in place. Um, you know, it's a CBA-negotiated uh, domestic abuse policy, and everybody knows the drill. Um, Danny and Jared have got to figure out which one of them is going to serve the fine and, and then deliver a league video that I'll embed in one of the write-ups. So, you know, in the past, for those who didn't read the review, you know, I think Tyler smacked Brees. I don't think Brees smacked Tyler. I don't remember which one it was, but it was erotic, and, and it really got the people going. And then there was Nikki's attempt to smack me in the face, which resulted in a punch in the ear, despite me giving her clear instructions not to punch me in the ear. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing, because it shows I haven't been getting smacked around by my wife, because she clearly doesn't know how to do it, or it's a bad thing. Because, it, I mean, it, it seems like such a simple thing to do. Any adult woman should be able to accomplish this. I, I don't know. What's your stance? I mean, I think Hope Solo's free these days. You might as well get her, maybe give Nikki a little training, maybe punch you around a little bit, rough you up some. I think that might be the way to go as far as uh, whoop your ass training goes. As far as the fine video goes, it could be $1, $10, $100, $1,000. You got to do the video. I mean, you just have to do the video. There's, there's no way you can pay, take the monetary fine for having the domestic abuser on your squad. Yeah, this is a good chance for a new team to prove themselves, you know, to show that they understand what this league's about and that, you know, you can't just throw money at your problems. It's a real PR nightmare if you try to just hush this one under the rug with some, with some greenbacks. I think you've got to produce a video. It's got to be of a certain quality, or uh, it might get rejected, and then there'll be a fine and a request for another video. So... I think it's a chance for these guys to step up and show that they're a part of this league, and I think they, uh, I think they're going to rise to the occasion. Any, uh, oh, any can... other logos you were particularly offended by or impressed by? Um, this one I kind of is just a, and I agree with you kind of thing is um is golf balls. So yeah. it it just makes me giggle. Like it's just it's so simple, no logo, and just it's just golf balls. Like it's it's fantastic. Do you think yeah, it'll be able? It just gets me. 
Yeah, it just works. Like, do you think they'll even get a logo? You think it'll just be like a picture of a Titleist? Like, how do you think that's going to play out? I thought about it, and I might just make a request to Dave. Um, but, you know, I think for it really to work, it, Matt and Johnny need to weigh in on the creative process because, you know, there's a lot of ways you could go for this. You could have Jared Goff hitting a golf ball. You could have him as a golf ball getting hit by, you know, Tiger Woods. Um, you could have it in a sand trap. You could have a man's old sweaty balls with Jared Goff's face on them. Like, there's so many ways this could go, and I feel like it needs a Matt and Johnny touch if it's really going to, uh, you know, really going to rise to the occasion. I completely agree. I mean, the only other thing I have to say about logos is the uh, the repeat guys. I do love the Gronka one, so if you're going to spend $30 on it, I'm okay with that one staying. The Bortles, I think that one's got to go. That's not just our hatred of that team, but it's it's just it's kind of weak Photoshop. It's not – it's the – what is it? That, the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not even the old school ones or the cartoons. Got to go. Yeah. That one's definitely got to go. House of Cards, that just like just like that show itself, as seasons have gone on, it's fallen off. That's got to go. Cooks out for Harambe. Harambe, you said it, got to go. And then uh, Touch My Fleener, as great as that logo used to be, also needs a change. And you know which one I don't think needs the change, and I think they should just continue to be ridiculed is the Potnas one. Like you said, yeah. it sums them up. It's no logo. They just found the P helmet and they're good. They're just stick sticking with it. Yeah, and you know, they've been a they've been a like second rate organization for years now and as long as they'd like to continue operating at the bottom of the league, I have no problem with them give, putting forth zero effort in the team name and logo department. I think it it embodies them as a franchise. Completely agree. So, moving on, we'll go to the uh we'll hit the waiver wire real quick. Yep. So there was a lot of small moves, a lot of $0 moves, but there was one that stood out, and we've already got someone who took out a fifth of their budget, 20 bucks on Terrence West, and that would be uh, Connor and Josk. What are your thoughts on the uh, big pickup before we even played a game? You know, uh, I so in talking to them this week, I, I considered you know maybe trading for them, and then I'm, I'm reading the news, and it's talking about how they cut uh, Justin Forsett. And that was kind of funny because, you know, I know he went for some decent uh, auction budget money. And so as I'm sitting there, you know, doing some due diligence on Terrence, I find out that the day after they throw this $20 waiver claim in, they just pick up Justin Forsett. And apparently that was the plan all along. So these guys just didn't open the Internet browser, and they just threw a $20 bid on the on the first name that came up. Yeah, I mean, Justin Forsett was gone for all of a day, and he's apparently going to play a significant portion in that backfield. That backfield is just a mess, and they're uh, 20 bucks lighter in the, in the uh, free agent auction budget. So there was, they weren't the only ones to put, to put money onto uh, Terrence West, though. I saw a $15 bid. I saw a few other, a few other bids go on them. So they weren't alone, but they're the ones who are willing to cough up the most money. We got Willie Gronka here willing to throw 15 on it, and I'm sure they thought for sure they had him, but of course not. The abusement park, a buck, no chance. So I, I like mean, that. I like that the new guys, you know, just kind of dipping their toe in the water. You know, they're seeing what's going on, not trying to get too aggressive, just kind of watching from the sidelines, but still, you know, throwing an idiot-proof bit out there. You know, if the league is sleeping, they'll try to steal a guy. So I got one more thing on the waiver wire. So. The NWA team, which I also I was a little 
underwhelmed by their logo, but they put a $0 bid on Terrence West. They also put a $0 bid on Eli Rogers. And who they dropped to get Eli Rogers? Sam Bradford. This leads us to, so Teddy Bridgewater, a freak knee injury all the way in Minnesota, sets off a butterfly effect that now Carson Wentz, Mr. Ginger, is starting for your squad. So you've got a ginger starting for your fantasy team oh. and for your real-life team. Got to hurt. It's got to hurt. Oh, my God. I, honestly, I, uh, I was looking the other day at my personal finances. You know, I, uh, I'm married now. Uh, you know, I'm going to move home, maybe buy a house in the next, you know, year, two, uh, maybe have a child, things like that. And I was thinking, you know, it's time to get your finances in order. And, and I was really underwhelmed by them. You know, it's, it, there's really just no money there. And then I got to thinking, I know how I can kind of grow my internal finances. I can get my life together. I can really build my nest egg. And it's betting against Carson Wentz at every opportunity. Um, I think what I might do is just not pay my credit card bill this month and take all that money, you know, take a few thousand dollars and then just bet it right on the Browns getting points in Philadelphia this weekend and just assume that Carson Wentz, the one double A fucking turd, the ginger, the guy with no preseason and a, what has he got, a, a hamstring or a rib or something like that, that he will deliver enough pick sixes for me to then start building a nest egg that will eventually put my kids through college. Well That's said. Plan. Well That's said. Plan. You know, the, the only thing that jumped out on me otherwise, I mean, because I can't talk about Carson Wentz anymore, it's going it, it, like, to, I, I run the risk of growing uh, a brain tumor if I think about the Eagles too much, like it's, it, it's just, it's, it's the silent killer. Um, really bad day yesterday. I was that this morning for guys with ridiculous names in this league because Wendell Smallwood and Leonte Carew both got dropped today. And it was just, it was sad to see. I hate to see a Rutgers guy go down. Laurent, Leonte Carew, he had a up and down career, but showed flashes, and I mean, I'd just like to see him on a roster. So, speaking of these waiver wire bench guys, I think we can move on to the rinker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let me pull that up here. So, uh, Mario's filled out his first lineup. Um, you know, he was a little nervous that if we broadcasted it to the league, somebody would go out and, uh, you know, use his genius to make some ad drops for the weekend. And, in my experience, that doesn't usually happen, one, because uh, not enough guys read and listen to the write-ups and podcasts, um, and two, by Saturday, everybody who's really attractive is, is kind of um, scooped up. So this week, uh, the Rinker's starting lineup, we got quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, um, running back Chris Johnson, uh, wide receiver Jamison Crowder. We got flex position. We got Kenny Britt and Jesse James. And then at tight end, we have Austin Safarian Jenkins. Kicking will be Roberto Aguayo. Shout out to his brother kicking at Florida State. And then in defensive slot, we got the Ravens. Anything jump out at you right off the bat? So what jumps out to me is there are a couple shots at my team directly, I feel like, within this ranker. Okay. So we've got David Johnson, so obviously we don't want to see Chris Johnson do shit. And we got Ty God, who's going against the Ravens and their depleted secondary. So I'm hoping Sammy Watkins just goes off. Other than that, I love the Aguayo. Put him on there. And then the double tight end. 
I think I think Jesse James catches a touchdown this weekend. So if you're looking for cheap tight ends in uh in daily fantasy, Jesse James might be your guy. Well, I need to know who is Jesse James. I don't know this person. So Jesse James So he's like a six seven tight end on the Steelers. So they okay. he, Heath Miller finally um retired, went to a retirement home. Ladarius Green was supposed to be the new stud coming in. He's not gonna play week one. They so that leaves he's on my team. Go on. Exactly. So that leaves Jesse James at like six seven in the red zone when all their wide receivers are like five ten. So this guy's he's gonna get a red zone look. Well here's my problem. Okay. My problem with this is and maybe it's just philosophy, it's rinker philosophy, okay? And and as the guy who invented it is the guy who did most of the lineups the first year. Um I think his defensive choice here is a little flawed. Um the thing I'm looking for in a rinker defense is max impact, like somebody, a team that's going to score two, three touchdowns. And the number one thing you look for there is a shit show at quarterback. So how, you know, I understand he didn't want to pick one of the league's lesser defenses, but but shit show quarterback play is where rinker defenses score points. So and he left the Cleveland Browns with. Uh, Carson Wentz coming into you know coming into that matchup, he left the mm-hmm. Niners, and I understand that's a bad unit. It's depleted, but you know they don't even know who's quarterback. And Jared Goff's inactive, and and for the life of me, I don't know who the fuck is starting in, for the Rams. Um, and we got Case Keenum down this list. Yeah, Case Keenum. Oh, there he is. And then in Minnesota, you got Sean Hill going against the Titans. I mean, any one of those three matchups are high leverage matchups. There could be two pick sixes in each of those matchups and maybe a sack fumble from a guy holding on to the ball too long. So I I would have done it a little differently, but I have a lot of respect for, uh, you know, Mario's knowledge and acumen here. So let's see. What's your prediction? Are there any rinkers this week? Yes, absolutely. Over, under, one and a half teams get rinkered. Ooh, I was going to say one just because I hate the receiving talent in this. I mean, Crowder's like the – Fifth option, yeah, he was a PPR dream last year. Kenny Britt is just a total head case. If Chris Johnson goes off, I'm going to be crying. I'll put it at one. I think one team might shit the bed that hard that we might get we might get one. And I think in the future, because we do have a couple disagreements with a couple of these picks, maybe we can reserve for the podcast where we get to make one substitution. Ooh, I like that idea. I like that idea. And as as you know, I mean, this Rinker squad is up. Uh, subject to change. If somebody picks up one of these players, um, we'll uh, we'll make a change on Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes I email it out. Sometimes I forget. It's kind of an honor system thing. Uh, since there's money on the line, I don't cheat it uh, as much as I would like to. Um, but I will. Uh, I'm going to take a surprise under. I'm going to say I agree with you. I think it's only one team gets rankered this week, um, and then uh, I don't think the big four to six team ranker is is coming for a few weeks. No, not until a few players establish themselves. And with 16 teams, there's less people on the wire to put into this. But So I, I, because of that, I think once we set the rinker, even if one of these guys is picked up, we could still leave them in because we're setting these on what? when It's Wednesday. We might do Wednesday or Thursday going forward. So waivers, the initial waiver claims have already ran. So if you didn't pick them up first time, they should still be allowed to slot into the rinker for that week. Mm, okay, I can get down with that. I can get down with that, like Thursday morning rinker picks. Okay, I can get down with that. That works for yeah. me. Um, 
So before we get into a quick preview of all the matchups, because we're looking at, uh, what do we have? We have like 30 minutes in right now. we gotta got to start cooking with gas here. Otherwise, you know, we're going to run like another hour and a half. So you got an advertisement for us before we get into the, the preview? I do. So from going from that completely shitty rinky, rinker roster, and as we went through last week, there's a lot of shitty rosters up and down this league. That brings me to DraftKings. So, especially for the guys that don't watch Red Zone and watch the games one by one, you're going to see a lot of DraftKings commercials. We took their money just for this one, just for this one week. So, if you go to DraftKings.com backslash R backslash the Big Guskowski, you'll get twenty bucks off for you, or twenty bucks into your account, and twenty bucks into my account once you play. So that's DraftKings.com backslash R backslash the Big Guskowski. And, you know, you could just draft a new team each week. That actually looks good because so many of you have shitty teams on this league. Go the daily route. DraftKings. Nice. That's, uh, you know what? It seems like we're getting good sponsors here. We're getting lots of deals. There's money on the table for league guys. You know, I think a lot of people probably assume these ads are a joke. They're not. They're real. These referral codes work. Um, so don't, don't leave that out there. You, you're playing DraftKings. Use the referral code, the big Goskowski. Can you hear me? You know, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission is scumbags. 